I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to The The Reading Reading Aloud Aloud Podcast. Podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So, hey, welcome to the Reading Aloud podcast. Podcast live. Okay. Tour. Tour. Are we still on tour? Absolutely. All right. All right, we're still on tour in our house, and uh, this this conversation is super special because we have online guests. But via, they're via not Zoom. just any guests. They're not just any guests. Can you explain these special guests that we have in the quote air quotes audience tonight? <laughs> um, well, for one, one of the guests is is a, your maybe your very first friend in Asheville. One of the one of the one very of the. first friends i think i was one of their very first friends in Asheville. that's awesome but these these special guests actually make up a group of um they see they're already laughing at us this is going to be super distracting i'm bad because they're them, on mute right no, now no, but, i bet one of them farted oh they oh <laughs> we're gonna have to get a feedback on that how much they how they farted so um <laughs> Definitely still farting. Definitely. Can't stop. All right. <laughs> but these special guests are, are um, a couple sets of couples that we have been talking about and reading a book together. We're doing an online book club. And, well, it um, started in person, but yes, it's Yes, online. it started in person. We were doing awesome potlucks. Good thing they're excellent cooks. And uh, we're talking about money, 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 money. Let's try that one more time. We're talking okay. about money, 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 money. All right. <laughs> we were talking about money as couples, which is actually a super vulnerable topic to be talking about, not only in your own relationship, but with other couples. It's hundred percent. It's not something that we normally do. And a lot of times people just don't talk about money. Well, I, I think I for the think, most part, people don't talk about yes, money. Yes, and I all. don't think people talk about money with each other either. Um, and we all decided not only to talk about money with each other, but with each other, like each other's others. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we have been reading a book and we finished it and we just have had some amazing things happen in, the, in regards to money. And so we've decided to record a podcast. So you and I are going to talk for, you know, <clears throat> 15, 20 minutes or so. Yep. And then we're going to invite them into the conversation, which is super exciting because we can't wait to hear their feedback. Um, so and as, questions. And questions. So yep. as you and I kind of discuss, um, what comes top of mind? I have a couple things. But. So yeah, yeah. Appreciate um, you asking. The, the, what I want to actually do is um, roll it back on the rewind. Hit the rewind button. And take us back to actually our communication about money and how we kind of started talking about money because we actually had a really unique kind of interesting launch on our kind of financial couples money and did we ever told have we ever talked about that on the podcast um maybe okay we might have on on the travel podcast i think we did briefly super briefly we um met each other in a september and then in an october we opened a joint bank account together yeah, which was pretty crazy. But yep. at that time, Marisol thought she was moving across the country. And we were like, hey, we really like each other. Let's start throwing some money into an account and we so can we use can it to travel. 
to see each other. Yeah. And uh, it was minimal risk. It was each yeah. like, I don't know what, $50 a paycheck was auto deducted. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. decided we really liked the idea of taking that kind of risk. Yeah. And one of the first things that we started to do about money, which I think was a really helpful in our communication, and, and it was something that we had to grow into, was we started using um, we language and like kind of couples language with the money. To be clear, we changed the pronoun. You started using we language, which was awesome. I, I no, started no. using. I mean, uh, I was, changed the pronouns yeah. on our conversations around money. Honestly, it's still something I'm working on around everything. Why uh, is it hard for you? Um, I'm just fiercely independent. Yeah, I just think of things as like my responsibility for me. You know, that's right. and so you know, I just find myself still saying I, and then I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We say we, we say we, 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 because we're in this together, which I do want to say is not everybody's decision. So some people, many people do finances separately, like, oh, I'll contribute to this and I'll contribute to this and keep separate, totally separate bank accounts. And some people keep separate bank accounts and joint bank accounts and et cetera, et cetera. So we don't have a lot of commentary on that. Um, And we're, and as we, as in all reading aloud podcasts, we aren't experts. We're just here to have a conversation about it. And actually that brings up for me, our conversations about money have been great and also really difficult. Would it, I wouldn't say they've been really, no, I think people go down dirty. No, 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 not everybody. Our conversation. No, no, no. And I'm saying they're really not difficult compared to if you're comparing it it, it to somebody else. Because I, you know, people, people go down. Then what makes us, in your opinion, what makes us successful? That, that A, we have financial success together that we would both call financial success and that B, we make it through conversations. Sure, they're, they, they can be tentious, but like not, I, I, I just would never categorize them as difficult. Right. So a couple of the things that we set up around conversations is we typically have around two kind of money conversations, do the math kind of conversations a, a month. And then we also said that we would check in with each other before making any bigger purchase. So that, purchases that's pur- over a hundred dollars. Purchases over a hundred dollars. We would check in. And, and then, I think we yeah. do that. <clears throat> I think we do that with, pur- with purchases less than a hundred dollars. You know, I think we just kind of check in with each other in general, cause we keep a pretty tight budget. Are you, are you happy with our communication around money? Like, do you feel, do you feel fulfilled in yeah. that? Or is there something that like you feel like there's, leaves you wanting in our relationship. I have one thing that is left wanting in the financial relationship. So we just got our tax returns and it's this, you know, sum of money. And then there's, you know, there's just like some different money usually comes in around this time of year. So that all came in and it's this kind of, you know, it's bigger than normal. And so we're looking at it and you're wanting to itemize everything, which I think is part of what we've really honestly learned from the book. And we have good reason to itemize right now because we're really trying to tackle some things in our, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we have bigger purchases to make and savings goals. Exactly. And so, and also I really love like, and, and this is something that my dad always taught me is like, always take 10% for yourself to do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. And we did give ourselves each $250 to put into our fund money. That's not 10%. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that we'll end up buying with it is really fun stuff, but like, I want to just like go like 
blow money. Like well, good, I want well, good my thing own we're in amount. quarantine. You can't do that. <laughs> oh, I got No, I absolutely can't. That's what took, the internet's for. I, exactly. <laughs> I took my 250 and I already set up my consultation with the woman who's going to custom make me a bathing suit. Oh, awesome. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I, you have really taught me that, you know, about being able to set aside money for myself and you know that that was that's re- that's really a struggle for me like i find myself you know um and and well, what, all what the happened mo- all the money you had that was set aside for yourself we are now speaking into yes yes i <laughs> spent like, it all really on podcasting equipment yeah, yeah. yeah um but but it's 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 been a learning experience and i've noticed that as i've set aside money for things that i want bigger things that i want to save for that i spend a lot less money i don't blow it because i I can't keep cash on me. Um, it's really hard. I just blow it uh, in normal times. You tried time, to spend a $20 bill during quarantine and the person denied said no. it. Yeah, <laughs> They literally said no. They said and then no, you gave them just... nothing and they gave you something, but yeah. they did not want Yeah, they cash. did not want cash. Um, but like I've, I've learned the benefit of that. So I'm really appreciative of you teaching me that lesson about always setting aside some to have fun with. Yeah. Um, and especially as, you know, we've made, we've made more money in our lives as, as we've grown as a couple and gotten older, you know, I've continually wanted to scroll it away here or spend it on this or pay all the bills, you know, and this is a concept that we were clearly, you knew very well before running your own business, but, you know, I was still learning having never you know, run my own business or always just kind of received a paycheck, which was, you know, pay myself first. And I think that that ties in that concept of paying yourself first ties into setting aside money to have fun with, you know, give yourself some freedom with it. Don't just pay off all your bills and then try to eat on what's left, you know? No, you'll Um, start to resent it. Cause like, are we working to pay the bills? Like in many ways, yes, because we need the bill. Like we chose those bills, that bills are our lives. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I could, I can, I can feel a resentment that all this money is going to go to things like blinds. Mm-hmm. Here, I, you, we just had, <laughs> and you were like showing me these That's blinds, so and you true. were like, the, I was you were really like, excited about the blinds, sexiest <laughs> blinds you've ever seen, and I was like, yes, and they're blinds. Yeah, <laughs> and I found a good deal on them too. It's right, but sweet. that part's exciting, but the fact that they're blinds. Yeah. Okay. I want I, I a painting and a bathing suit. Okay. And I want some secret stuff <laughs> that I don't want to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can you can, wait wait can you change the pronouns on that can you, can you want some secret stuff that we can't tell us about <laughs> I, yes. yeah wait but you, you you made me think of a question um what do you think a healthy relationship with money means for a healthy relationship like an individual's healthy relationship with money, like how does that play into having a, like healthy communication and a healthy relationship? Yeah, well, this is something that we've talked a lot about with this group, so I'm excited to hear their perspective on it too. That's a great question in general, um, but a healthy relationship to money. I mean, you know, again, I think really setting aside money for fun, but that's fun for each individual person because yeah. it kind of it's like if you think about like you're supposed to have a little bit of your own life, and I'm supposed to have a little bit of my own life. Well, how are you supposed to do that if you can't? buy like if you can't take yourself mm-hmm. to dinner or you can't buy yourself a book or you mm-hmm. can't like do something for yourself you know you can't just have your own life by going on a walk every day like you, right. you it costs to have a life right um 
so it's part of how you fund each person having their own life and then to be able to do stuff together in celebration. I mean, I think about how often I have a success in my business and you say, we need to go out and celebrate. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm hesitant to do that because my business feels like one of those places where you really want to squirrel away money and you want to be really Invest back in the business yeah. and things like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. And so then when you say, we got to go celebrate, it's such a relief because I'm like, oh, right, life. The thing mm -hmm. I'm working mm -hmm. for to have a great life, not in five years, but today. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, the word that comes up is is growth. And I think all uh, folks in relationship, whether that's a, a partnership, a, a, a marriage, a friendship, um, all different types of relationships are looking to grow in some form or fashion in that relationship. And when you have healthy relationships with things outside of that relationship, when you have a healthy relationship with the earth, or you have a healthy relationship at your job, or you have other healthy relationships in your life, and money is such a big aspect of our life, whether we like it or not, as I have gotten become healthier in my relationship with money, our relationship has strengthened through that pillar. And I have seen a lot of benefits from that. Let me see if I can give an example because well, now's a perfect time to say, for example. Well, but I, I think what you're talking about is abundance. It's like when I think my definition of a healthy relationship to money is an abundant one. So yeah. one where even when I had quit my job and then landed myself in a health crisis and, or we landed ourselves in a health crisis. Yeah, we. That was mine. Anyways, yeah. and we, you know, and all of that. And we were down to pickles, pickles and pennies. Uh huh. As my, as my dad would say, we got a million things to eat and they're all beans. We, that is legitimately all we had. <laughs> and I, don't, I think beans weren't on my like restricted yeah, diet. Yeah, you, yeah, they weren't good. <laughs> but, you know, we had, so that was the case. And so, you know, in those moments, we, we were abundant. We had abundance and yeah. that was the relationship. Mm, but mm. Uh, before we kind of open it up for yeah. conversation, I think we still have a few minutes, but before that, I want to ask you or kind of speak to the fact that you know, before I met you, so I got great training, in my opinion, around money from my parents, but also I'll never forget what my grandma set me down and she's like, this is a ledger, this is your budget. And we just went through the whole thing. And I remember not, I mean, I was, I didn't have the bills on that list at the time. When I met talked. you, you still ch kept your checkbook like checkbook we are, ledger. We just cleaned out her file cabinet because of this book. She had probably... 45 like old they checkbook said se keep seven years of in there. stuff they were pretty fun to shred though it was so much eating out it was like eating out <laughs> and tops for shoes <laughs> go on you i interrupted you you were, you were talking about you were talking about your therapy. grandmother and her lessons sorry a lot of eating out so yeah, so she taught me and they, I felt like I got good training. And so one of the things that I came to this relationship with was a really, in my opinion, a super solid relationship to money. It came in, it came out. I, you know, it was mm -hmm. like the flow mm -hmm. was on point. Um, I always had enough, which is a concept that I have gotten, like, I feel like I grew up with that, like there's always enough, yep. but I didn't have like in any situation it never growing up, did it feel like more than enough? Mm -hmm. And that was somewhat like a, a little bit of like the religious aspects. And I, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I will say in general, there's like the religious aspect of like, we don't need to be indulgent or gluttonous or something like that. Um, I think also it was just like, 
it's just like kind of the way it has always been in my family. We've always had enough. And I even think about um, in certain financial goals that we've set recently, it's like, ah, and we got just as much as we needed, you yeah. know, but not yeah. more than enough. So that's sort of where I came to the relationship with always having enough and feeling very confident about money. It's not my Achilles heel. I had other mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. I had other Achilles heels. But now you you have really taken the lead on some of the finances and you asked for that specifically. You said, I have some really good ideas I want to share with this family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really took us, and I, and I want to hear from you about how you changed your mentality because I actually think you didn't have a really strong like abundance mentality when we arrived. No, in this not at all. But now you're like, you're the one taking us into these long-term goals. Well, I think, um, you know, as as a husband and a partner the the best thing that i did when i look back because you're exactly right i i was trained financially as uber conservative and it was really limiting in a way i don't need to get into like what everybody knows what i mean by like never spend too much always try to get a deal you know but it was very limiting in Wait, a way say and that. So, always try to get a deal always try to get a That's deal That's a big one always try to get a deal, always, you know, never spend too much. Talking about it like it was cheap. Exactly. And language, you know, we talked about changing the prints, but my language around money was like, you know, you were so excited when it was cheap and, and it was, oh, I, I got this or I found this or, or I'm, you know, and, and it is good to celebrate to this, but that it was, there was. Well, you and I can celebrate the blinds being cheap, but we don't need to celebrate like life being cheap. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I'm stumbling with the words a little bit, but, but essentially what I'm trying to say is that, is that abundance mentality with money was just not a part of my vernacular. It was just not a part of kind of how I approached. But what I did have was I had, um, I had the kind of organization and I can get a little bit OCD around like um, being able to fine tune things and, and kind of dive in. So the, the budgeting aspect, uh, a budgeting aspect of money is really, I'm really good at that. And I came being pretty good at that. And so when I learned from you, the abundance mentality, and I was able to kind of like be inspired by my partner and blend those two, then that's when the ideas started to flow. That's when I started to see a bigger picture around budget and was able to kind of like kind of create some of the systems that we have now. So I appreciate and thank you for bringing that mentality into our lives and relationship because it's, it's those two things combined have really made the possibility. I have two quick questions. Okay. And then we need to answer. Okay. And then we need to open it up. Question number one. Yeah. What's the best thing you learned from the book? You answer and I'll answer. What's the best thing I learned from the book? We are obviously going to have to say the name of the book. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. uh, um, Yeah. We will after we answer these questions. Oh, okay. On the spot. Uh, Just think first thing, best thing I learned from the book, the, the way that they, um, he talked about retirement, you know, like um, thinking about saving for retirement can never start too early or too late. Um, But you just, you know, you, you really need to be kind of like focused on that 10% baseline and then anything above that, and you're going to be doing okay. I mean, I, I just I, that solidified kind of like being able to retire in a comfortable position for me. 
weak answer. Go ahead. You That's answer. That's not a weak answer. No. Um, I think I might be just like a convenience, but it was the last chapter where we actually went through, it sparked us to go through our mm. filing cabinet. And then it also talked to us about um, char- uh, raising your rates or and or asking for a raise. It was so, it's like really got to the like, I am empowered to do this and this is an actionable step that I can take right, right. now. Right. Um, what was the second question? And I had so much fun shredding things with you that day. It was so special. Um, second question is, what's your biggest purchase secret? My biggest or purchase Or one that comes secret. to mind, like a, like a stupid purchase. Oh, one time I spent um, like uh, uh, 40 bucks, I think, on- On Wendy's. No, on um, on some like video editing software for when I I had to make some like file converting software um, when I was making my parents' anniversary video. Oh, this is when we were married. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was embarrassed about it because I was like rushing to get it done, and I don't think I told you that I did. You definitely did. <laughs> Pay it back. <laughs> you All right, what's money. yours? I don't know. N- nothing? You don't remember? Well, no, I'm sure I've made, I think um, it's probably comes down to like a pair of shoes or some clothing piece that I paid too much for and then either promptly ruined or that didn't fit. Got it. Yeah. Like a I mean, I look back at when I was a kid and like just wasting money on stupid things. Well, that, um, but, no, that you know, I don't do like that. Teenager. But like teenager. You no, know, but like probably something that just like I bought and then it was like, ooh, I kind of hate this, but I've already worn it. Okay, so we we've been going for for about twenty ish minutes here. Let's. So we have um, we have uh, two other couples who've. Uh, oh, the book name. Yeah. Smart couples finish rich by David Bach. Yeah, and do you want to give? Um, do you want to give kind of like the book was interesting because it wasn't. It's not really our style. You know, it's very, it was written. Well, it's technical, I mean, it's, it's conservative. Technical, it's we conservative. read spiritual books. We think about abundance as far as like a spiritual, technical, emotional thing. And this but it was, was awesome technical. for us. It was great for us. Life-changing. Life-changing for us. Life-changing. And so we have um, uh, a couple of the, the two other couples on Zoom here um, who are going to chime in. Yeah. And so- uh, Sam and Lena and Marianne and Eric. And... Um, we're just hey guys, um, hey all, and uh, hey, hey all, not guys. They're not yeah, all guys. hi all, hi They're all. Guys. Hey hey, hi all, hi hi. Hey, so glad that you're here. So, um, so just kind of uh, go for it. Take some turns and share some things that uh, you feel inspired to share about, or questions that you have, and we'll comment and riff off that. Okay, and kind of in the, in the same line of the questioning that you guys were just uh, putting forward to each other, uh, I was thinking about that as well. And one thing that came to me about the book um, that I thought was really positive was the focus on values, like starting with the core of your financial planning and development, starting from your values. And with that, it provides a really good foundation for being able to put everything together and also a motivation where you have something that's more than just money that you're thinking about and conceptualizing around that idea of money. So I, I really like the values aspect where it really kind of forced me personally to 
really break down my values into uh, categories and ideas that could be applied to developing a monetary plan. Will you share what one of your values was or is? Uh, well, family. Um, I'm mm. starting a family with Marianne. Uh, we have a little one on the way. So that was a big value for me and, and definitely uh, um, was awesome. Yeah. And yes. mine is freedom. So I don't know what that means for us, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> it's cool how like um, values you know, because things that we do in our lives inherently are going to cost something. So, you know, and then when you're, when you're, when you start thinking about money, or at least I've found when I started thinking about money more and more and started to budget, it's like, well, how do I assign values to, or like actually monetary values to this? Or where do I put this money? What am I saving for? And so what you're bringing up, Eric, and like, oh, what I need to do before I even do that is define what's important to me. You know, where's my value? Where my starting place? And then, in fact, that budgeting process um, became easier for us. And that was, yeah, that was really neat. Yeah, yeah, it becomes a lot more um, inspired. Yeah. Yeah. So something that was life-changing for me in this book is, and it's very simple, opening the conversation about money within the marriage and within the partnership. And so my husband, Sam and I went from just rarely talking about money or like doing the minimum to like having this invitation to really engage and be on each other's team in a way that we haven't before. So yeah. Also that was one thing that came up for me too, Eric was the values. So these guideposts of, how you spend your money um, and also visioning bigger and, and strategizing together how we're going to get there and actually realizing how fun it is. Um, but when you haven't grown up in a family that talks about money much, or in my case, my parents were divorced. And so I, I wasn't modeled that like team work around money. So even though I had done a lot of personal work around money, you know, we were still keeping our finances separate and sharing, you know, having a joint account for the things that were absolutely shared, but we were missing a lot of surface area that now opened up through this book. Um, so now we talk about money often and yeah. And sometimes it's tense because, um, you know, Sam is just more of a, like, um, conservative and I'm more on the abundance, but he's also very smart and strategic. So we're teaching each other too. And so there's a dynamic tension, a dance about it, but it's also been really fun and it's opened up bigger dreams. Yeah. I was going to ask if there was something that you, you like something tangible that you can share with us about a dream or a thought that, that you feel comfortable sharing with us. Sure. Well, one dream that came from Sam that I just never heard until our book group is he's like, I want to do a sailing trip and like leave from Charleston. And I actually, last night we were camping and we were around the fire. I was like, so tell me about that sailing trip we're going to do and like how we're going to get there. And, you know, so he was telling me more about the vision and we're like, well, do we hire a captain or we do kind of a findyourcrew.com, like where we volunteer. And, you know, we just got to talk about this dream where it's like, when was he going to tell me that dream? You know, I was like, okay, that's news to me. It just comes out in the book group. 
and just opens the way to be like, well, I really want to spend at least six months traveling around in a bus in different countries in Africa, like start in Uganda and just have some time. And, you know, we have a three-year-old, she turns three tomorrow, and we want to have another child and really like not pushing our dreams like, oh, when our kids are older, like, it just like seems like a deathbed for dreams. So how can we really bring our children into this vision and, um, and has also, you know, started to open a trail into, like, I've been big on this time and financial freedom North Star for myself. And Sam works a nine to five job. So it's like, again, the stability is such a gift of his and like saving and like he really makes sure things are dotted and teed or whatever. And like I have a bigger dream for what we could create together that would, and actually Huck and Muddy Soul, um, you all really inspired me for how you work together as a couple. And so last night around the fire too, we got to dream more into what would it be like if we did our business together and really took it to the next cool. level together. And so we could travel together because a lot of times, you know, we do some traveling together, but often like I'm traveling and, you know, Sam's at home working his job and that's, you know, that's we're dreaming into a different lifestyle mm -hmm. that is empowered by money and also uses money to, um, as a form of service. Mm -hmm. And so one of the last book club meetings, Marisol asked us, like, what is the amount of money you need? Um, or I forget exactly how you, mm -hmm. but like, what do you need for your dreams? Like, don't be shy about it. And just seeing that I want to expand personally and within our partnership to receive more so we can give more. Mm -hmm. And this book and this particularly the synergy of our, our three couples has been this feeling of like, okay, we're bigger than the sum of our parts. So we've been able to call in kind of the evolution of our work together and our, and our service is what it feels like to me and what it's stirring in me. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, Lena. One, one of the things that I love just being like you're on each other's team and you're working together to achieve that you know like even if it's an individual goal uh sam wants to go sailing and it well wants to go as a family or whatever but but you're there to help him realize that dream and that's an amazing thing about relationship is that you know we're not you're no longer in this alone it's pretty awesome um you have somebody that you can rely on to help push you, um, help you achieve that, uh, you know, cover you financially if you're not doing well. I mean, you know, it's, we have a team mentality there and that's, it's really blessed um, in that space. Yeah. And, and David Bach, I feel like he, that's a main point of the book too, is like, you're more powerful together. Mm -hmm. So take that into the money realm, you know, save times two because you're, you know, times four, because you're focused on the same goal. And so it's also like that, you know, triangulation with spirit and intention where when it's spoken out loud with another person and there's energy towards it, it's just, yeah, it magnifies. 
I feel that way amongst the six of us too, you know, to open up the conversation around money with friends um, has been really healing for me. And also this level of like shared resources, like Adam is so on point with like the budget and uh, the those of us where we're more like bringing in the spiritual principle as it's just such a beautiful um harmonizing and we're all at different places sort of in our relationships and also with money and just the witnessing of like what's quickened like because of the alchemy you were just talking about lena inside of the marriages but then what's quickened for each of us as couples has been astounding in like just four months yeah you know, and so there's so much benefit in like bearing witness and sharing resources and amplifying each other by coming together once or twice a month to, to do this work and then to continue it in our own pathways. It's, it's really, really interesting to me, you know, and it's like, what else can we talk about? What else? Oh, I'm you know, so gets excited. Brought to like the altar of like familial, communal, experiences so and money being like one of the big things that can be such a contention between couples and and just also between humans in general so to have this shared space is like really rippling out into our lives and also into the broader like realm it feels so exponential i mean it feels like when you said the word familial i'm like yes because you know think about it we're bringing our families like good and bad whatever we have learned that we want or don't want from our family family understanding we're bringing each one of ours so six of those and that you know and those ancestors and then we're bringing in you know what we're doing collectively and then to each other and what we want for our futures i mean exponential is the word that comes to mind and i think one of the things i've really appreciated about this group with you all in particular and the fact that we are you know thanks to lena we are choosing a, a topic that's really um I, it straddles all things, right? Like we didn't pick a strictly spiritual book. We picked a money book that was fairly conservative and brought our spiritual understandings to it. And then it's like, I mean, it's straddling these worlds of very technical, tangible and abundance and things that are, you know, bigger than us. And that we have chosen as a, as the six of us to be super open and vulnerable to talk about, you asked the question, Marianne, you know, what, what is something we wish we weren't spending our money on or something that we had linked our credit card to that we wish that we hadn't or some question mm -hmm. kind of similar mm -hmm. to the, the one I asked Adam about secret money purchases. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so, you know, we're talking about, you know, money regrets and, um, you know, pain, painful history and possibility and putting out our hopes and dreams, which at the beginning of this, we shared dreams that we were like, this just isn't going to happen for us for an extended period of time. And then, oh my gosh, we've all had so much happened in i mean what has this been six three months, months three months i mean maybe we started in january so it's incredible months, it really that, is so many things that none of us thought That's or right. knew or expected or whatever it's so yeah. cool yeah and i think too like the the whole power of you know and this is one of the reasons babe, that we started this podcast was just being able to create and inspire conversation, you know? And I think that that, I, that just jumps out to me now in this conversation, how when you begin talking about something, 
when you begin a dialogue about it with people and you build trust and you build communication and you, you share collective knowledge and wisdom um, and you, you gain it together and you process, things transpire, things happen. And you don't really, you know, you can't have any expectations about what they'll be, but, but just, you know, things begin to happen. I mean, the simplest kind of quirky little example that I always give is like, you know, when you buy a red car, you start noticing all the same exact red cars around town that you never noticed before. And it's just because your attention is focused there. And so, you know, being able to do that amongst two other couples and talk about the topic of money, um, I feel has opened up so many doors for us and uh, created so many possibilities that I, I couldn't be more grateful to just mm -hmm. share that conversation. Absolutely. It's been a wonderful yeah. experience. And we made it fun too. Yeah. You know, we played games with it and did creative projects and like mm -hmm. brought that element. And what you're talking about, Adam, with that level of awareness, like that was my biggest takeaway from the book was to not just kind of gloss over like through some kind of spiritual bypass of like it's all going to work out, but to hold that in a really authentic way, but to bring literally my eyeballs to the paper and put pen to paper and, and get to a place of like legitimate awareness of what is coming in and out. And then how can I like redistribute in order to make it more in alignment with my goals? Like for me, that level of awareness was probably the biggest takeaway from, from the book. That's awesome. Well, Sam is putting sweet, sweet Naya to sleep. So we're, we're missing his thoughts. Although he did say that y'all had a great camping trip and that um, he's brain dead because he, he had such a cool time visioning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I know, I know fires with Lena. You can stay up real late and enjoying conversations. So it sounds like y'all did and happy anniversary and Thank you. love you all so, so much. And, um, feels very, very, very meaningful to have you all on the podcast. So appreciative mm -hmm. of your thoughts and, um, Thank you so much. yeah. Can I share one more thing? Yeah, please Michael? do. Just the importance, I think, of bringing money into the fold, you know, on a personal level, you know, community level, relationship level, and it's still rather taboo. I mean, I noticed with this book group, my edginess of like, it would come up that I was in a book group, like, well, what book are you reading? Smart Couples Finish Rich. And it's just like, wow, that's quite the title, you know? And so, but to really own that and, and be like, yeah, I'm learning how to, you know, track money and work with money because I never learned that. And so that is it. And Marianne, that same idea came to me of like the spiritual bypassing. Like we don't just get to jump to being like rich people. Like we learn how to tend things day by day in a good way so that more flow comes our way to channel where it needs to go. And so, I don't know, just want to put that out there of like, let's keep talking about money and keep cleaning money because money needs a lot of cleaning. You know, mm -hmm. the way that money works in our world is sick and we yeah, need to make I mean. it healthy and like do that in a, from the inside out. So like clearing our own shame and patterns with our partners and just like, may it ripple out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I feel that for so much, that. Lena. I, and I think we were talking about that a little bit on you like tapped into something I feel so passionately about in terms of like reclaiming some of these things that have been stolen from us 
uh, in a way and kind of co-opted in an unhealthy way. So, and money is totally one of those things. I think we talked about reading next, The Soul of Money. I've never read it, but that term comes up for me, like, you know, us reclaiming the soul of money. And it starts by talking about it, it not being like, oh, I hate money, you know, get away. I don't want to think about it. Um, that how important in, it is just to you know, take back ownership. You said it much better than I could. Well, and I just look forward to in general, um, doing amazing things with the money that we are going to be so fortunate to receive and all this work that's going to lead to, um, money that's going to give us opportunity, but also most importantly, the opportunity to turn around and create heartfelt, uh, experiences and return to this, this beautiful earth. So again, thank you all so much. Thank Thank you. you blessings. Reading aloud. Thanks y'all for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.